Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, 32 fans in 32 days. I'm Aki Wieniker. Alex Chester is on vacation. I'm never on vacation for football. 12 months a year. I'm working. Even if I'm not working, I'm thinking about football. My dream's football. Uh, my dream is to have a football team in the in the playoffs, actually. But secondly, my dream would be for this team not to make the playoffs. I don't like this team. It's the New York Giants. Yoni Wiesel, longtime New York Giants guest, is here to talk about the Giants. How's it going, Yoni? Hey, it's good. It's good. Always good to talk. Like you said, always good to talk football. We're Jeez Mets fans, days. so it's the only it's thing good to we talk have to about talk the Giants. About. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. This is a good time to talk about the Giants as opposed to the five years prior to last year, arguably the. 10 years prior to last year. But um, yeah, definitely uh, very happy to be here talking about the Giants this year. All right. Um, I- I've been playing with the guests for the episodes where Alex is uh, on his mysterious vacation. Um, I've been playing guess where your team is ranked because you don't know where your team is ranked. Um, and I will say Alex and I had a decent discrepancy here. So where do you think the Giants are ranked in our 32 team rankings? I would guess. uh 1819 roughly okay now that is you're splitting the difference because i had the giants all the way up and i know this is very high at 12 alex had the giants at 18 so the baby was split at 15 but you were you were more thing alex although i think you're probably closer closer to me than alex uh in terms of where you'd have them their over under is seven and a half so that's more of an 18th in the league type type of over under yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of that from people and their systems, however they do this stuff, um, you know, right around between seven and a half and eight and a half wins. Um, you know, it makes sense for a team like this, you know, they over, probably overachieved a bit last year. Um, no one really knows exactly what to do with them. The schedule is a lot harder. So, uh, you know, I'm sure most people would prefer to play it safe. No one's no one thinks they're going to take some giant step up from last year. So, um, yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, to me, that tracks. But if you're saying they're 12th, you're basically saying they're a borderline, you know, they're a playoff team. They're last team. Well, in, part of my rings, and I think I did this a little differently than Alex, is like I did give up more of a bump to the some of the mediocre NFC teams because the AFC is such a bloodbath. There are going to be, and like someone has to win the NFC games, right? There are going to be teams that like either the Panthers or the Saints or the Falcons will be much better than people think, right? Just it has to basically be that way. Um, and so I think the same way with the Giants, especially if you think the commanders suck, 
and the Cowboys are slightly overrated. Like the Eagles will be the Eagles, but there are not a lot of other teams in the NFC. And to me, who's like a well-run solid team with a little bit of foundation. And honestly, Daniel Jones went from being like, you know, a bottom six quarterback to, well, we could go over it, but you'd rather have Daniel Jones for this, like one season only. You'd rather have him than a lot of other NFC teams quarterback, right? They've got a better QB situation than Washington. They got a better QB situation than than uh, New Orleans right now. Not New Orleans, excuse me, than Atlanta right now. A better situation than Arizona. Daniel well, Jones might be better for, than Stafford. Who knows? But before going through all this, I, I think we just need to take a step back. I need to take a yes. step back to reflect yeah. on what you said immediately before that. If you're thinking about well-coached, well-run teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anybody giant, knows, if, if anybody is like a regular listener to this episode or this recurring episode, more than almost any other team, these episodes have been you complaining about Gettleman and Maras and and sort of the the sort of structure of the team. And now? Yeah. Like, yeah the, so now, the idea sing that the you... praises of, da- of Dabble and Joe Schoen, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the idea that you could describe the Giants as right. If you would have told me that any time in the last, again, like really 10 years, I my mind would have been blown. So this is like uh, music to my ears that that people see this, that people realize this. I mean, I definitely realized it since the day Joe Shane stepped in the door, he was making good decisions. Um, he was doing things completely differently than his predecessor. Um, Dayball, you know, he coaching, you know, comes and goes. Uh, you know, some coaches look brilliant one year and, and, you know, terrible the next, um, you know, we have a, we have a long history of that, but Dayball really showed a ton. Also, his players seem to love him. It really does seem like as long as the Maras are keeping out of the way, the Giants are absolutely on the right track. And, you know, if you ask me, you know, think really think about this last year and, and, and the plan that they, this front office probably had, I think that they're probably you know, would look at those themselves and wish they weren't quite as good as they were, because I think a lot of their plans probably changed um, for what they thought was going to happen based off of the success they had last year, which was, you know, very much attributable to um, excellent coaching and just being really well run from the top down, you know, making smart moves and uh, and, and putting the team in positions in a position to win games. Um you know, there's always some luck still involved in that. This is the NFL. But, um, you know, I, I think that they – I don't think anyone in that building probably expected them to win as many games as they did last year. I think it kind of put them in posi- a little bit of a funny position going forward. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But you also mentioned Daniel Jones, who, um, yes, there – I think that, uh, I, you know, if you listen back to what I said about him last year, it was probably thinking something along the lines of, you know, this is probably our last year with him. This is probably – you know, we, we tried this out. Um, you know, I definitely think he has, he has ability, he has skill. He's never been put in anything close to a good position up until this past year. But at the same time, um, you know, one thing that he's never proven he can do is stay healthy. So, you know, you just can't rely on a guy like that. It's it, it I, I a hundred percent last year, I'm sure I said, it's time to cut bait on him. You know, let's play out the year. Let's let the giants get a good draft pick. You know, maybe they won't be a top five pick but maybe they'll be in the top, you know, in the uh, 10 range. And then, you know, they'll move up into the top three or four and try to, uh, to get themselves a new quarterback. That, that's where I assumed that the pl- that was going to happen. And on some level, I actually think that that's what the front office was probably thinking also, if I had to guess. Yeah. Listen, I do think it was like 90% of their possible, like reasonable expectations. I will temper this a little bit, even though I, I I'm, ha- you know, I don't actually hate the giants. Uh, any more than, you know, it's not like they're the Yankees to me. I, I, I'll, I'm fine with them. 
I will temper this by one time uh, on this in sort of the history of this podcast where I was so bullish on a turnaround of a team in the first year. And that coach and that team were the Adam Gase Dolphins, who I had in their second year winning the Super Bowl. And it, that, you know, sort of the one year was okay, they overachieved against maybe a mess schedule. And uh, they fell back to earth in year two. That is a possibility. It is possible Daniel Jones had the best season last year. Well, we'll get into the roster now, but there are not a lot of guys who are going to blow you away, really on offense or are on defense on this team. Um, not a lot of guys you have to game plan against. Uh, it's going to have to be done with A, with Daniel Jones, B, with some really good play calling and with smoke and mirrors. Uh, and sort of a depth that there is some depth on this team and, you know, like a, a, a quantity that's not so bad, but you're talking about top tens or anything like this. There are not a lot of like really top level players on the team right now. Um, no, so uh, I, I think it's fair to say Saquon could have another good year. I, he's not the issue. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, well, Saquon, you know, say, say, right. Saquon definitely took, um, you know, I, I think I was pretty, uh, pretty bearish on him last year. I thought that he could have a very good year. I think I actually even recommended people take him for your fantasy team because he's going to get the ball a lot. But I think the I, I was definitely lower, lower on Saquon as just an overall running back, his ability, you know, to 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 find space and, and, and hit it and not dance around and and to, you know, pick up, pick up, block, pick up uh, rushers when they're coming in, you know, his ability as a blocker. I really was was very bearish on him outside of his, you know freak athleticism and size combination. Uh, but he definitely proved me wrong last year. He was, he was really tremendous while he was healthy last year. He did all the little things. He did everything right. Um, you know, there's no question that in Saquon, in a healthy Saquon, um, the giants really, really have, uh, you know, one of, one of the top, uh, you know, running backs, whatever, you know, however you want to view running backs, what it means to be a top running back and how much that, that actually helps the team and how necessary that is. But the Giants definitely have, have a star in, in Saquon. I don't, I don't think we should, you know, play games with that. And as you were mentioning Waller, um, you know, yeah, that is definitely another guy um, who who can be a star if he can stay on the field. And that's the big thing with him. It's a big thing with Saquon. Um, that's a big thing with Jones. You know, last year was his first healthy year and he's even still missed some time last year. I got an injured during one game and I think had the benefit of a bye week that helped him, uh, you know, get, get back sooner than he may have otherwise. Um, but yeah, they, they, they do have a, a couple of guys who are on the offensive side, at least um, on, I should say on the, uh, in the skill position uh, side of things um, who are, who are definitely have the ability to be stars. They're not, um, you know, the type of guys in the, in the modern game, you know, you, you're more looking at receivers and quarterbacks as the guys who are going to carry you on offense. Uh, those, that's where you really want to have the, the, your superstars. But, you know, if, if you can't get that and the giants clearly weren't really in a position to, to get, to have that at either position, um, you know, so you, you get it where you can. I think that, that uh, Shane did a really, a really good job of, of getting, getting to, of having to, well, he didn't get Saquon of course, but, you know, he did retain him on a, a very reasonable deal, um, no, money wise. Yeah, it was a great and, sort of GM and job getting to get him for yeah. nine hundred thousand in incentives. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it was a whole interesting situation in general because Saquon. You know, it's funny that they made essentially made Saquon the face of this running backs don't get paid thing when Saquon is like after this year is going to be the third highest paid active running back. He got paid. You know, his rookie contract paid him so much money yeah no running backs in three years will look back at like the at the the irony is every team in the league has decided to not pay running backs except two teams this year went up and drafted running backs so high they actually have to pay them as rookies so a little strange but you know but but they're not even paying them quite that much like when second overall when Saquon went there that was like a whole 
other situation, but you know, guys who go, you know, eighth overall, 12th overall, you know, those guys aren't making that much money where the, the truth is having a guy like that, you know, who's that young, you know, this is going to be essentially, sadly, the prime of their career as running backs are probably going to be here's two, three, four, if they, if they're healthy, if they're able to stay healthy. Um, but really paying, paying a guy like that, who, who, you know, can, can affect the game. I, I mean, I, I kind of struggle a little bit with, with uh, valuing running backs, but, but the truth is if you compare them to like what they, uh, a guy like a Saquon, you know, even if they gave him $13 million a year on a contract, you know, what do you get for $13 million from a receiver? You know, I'd much rather have Saquon for $13 million than, you know, I know Jacoby Myers didn't quite get paid that much this offseason, but he was basically in the realm of like, yeah, that's probably around what he's going to make. Like, I, I would much rather have Saquon than Jacoby Myers on my team. Like, that's not even that's not even a question. So, you know, there, there's something to be said for having these guys and, and having them at at a good price. They're they're definitely, you know, can be worth a lot. The problem with running backs is just committing to them. And that's what you generally have to do once a guy gets off their first contract. Yeah, it is. By the way, I was thinking about Waller. I had some Waller stats. Uh, Waller, the first three years of his career, people forget he was essentially a tight end, right? And essentially a receiver. And he, and he had like barely over 100 yards total in three seasons. He breaks out as a 27 year old and has that monster year, then has the incredible 100 catch, nine touchdown year in 2020, right? Then he breaks down uh, in 2021 and uh by the way that was uh, 4 years he missed he missed 2017 also uh 2021 he's injured anyone who had him in fantasy like was in that weird spot where you can't bench him because he's waller and you're not going to have a better tight end but he was basically a fantasy murderer and then last year he was basically irrelevant and missed half the season so i am obviously the upside is high enough like it's it's definitely risk worth taking but the 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 arrows are pointing down in terms of waller being like a useful NFL player is able to stay on the field for 16 games right. which he's done twice in but, his career and he's 31 now you know he's He's, uh, he's not a- it's definitely true, but right to your point, he definitely he got a late start. So I don't know if age age doesn't have a lot of miles on him. Really I'll agree, mileage. But, exactly. Yeah. But but again, when you talk about the risk, what was the risk here? What was no, the risk? No, no, no. They, of course, they, I would take him too. Yeah. I just yeah, they gave uh, the hundred. They gave the hundredth pick, and they're yeah, they gave him the hundredth pick. Uh, gave up the hundredth pick for him, the pick they got for Darius Tony, um, who did a great job of making sure the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl last year, and um, even though for some reason he. I don't know. His resentment for the Giants is really, really strange to me. He's, uh, you he's know, an interesting guy. It seems like. But again, he's a uh, yeah. He definitely seems to be uh, an interesting guy for sure. Um, but you know, they they gave up the pick that they got for Tony, and uh, and and they're paying him a very reasonable contract. And he's making some like twelve million dollars a year or something like that. Um, and it's and it's with a lot of team control on that deal. I think he's locked in for four years, and there's like, I don't even know how much. There's not not a lot of guaranteed money after this year, even definitely not. I don't think there's any after next year. I'm not certain about that, though. Um, so the, the risk really is low. Obviously, it's a roster spot. It's a guy you're counting on. But the Giants weren't really in a position to get any sort of weapons. Like, they really, you know, they um, they did what they, they did what they could there. And I think that that was a really a, a really smart move and a really a really good risk, I, I think. That's that's how I would I would look at it, you know. Um, and that's really the case with the Giants in general. They're, they're you know, they they're still their depth is much better than it was last year. Um, but they're still relying, you know, like I said, they're relying on Barkley, they're relying on Jones and they're relying on Waller, three guys who, you know, don't have a good history of staying healthy. And, um, you know, that, that's probably the best they were going to be able to do this year. And, um, you know, that if it doesn't work out, then, 
you know, you get a, you, hopefully you're able to get a good draft pick and, uh, and you go from there. But this was probably, uh, you know, this is probably the most the Giants were able to do. The situation that they were put in by the last GM was just so mind-bogglingly bad between salary issues and, and just a lack of, of depth because, the, you know, he, none of the draft picks were sticking around because none of them were any good. Or they had, you know, issues like Tony and, and, and DeAndre Baker, you know, just so many thrown away picks. Um, you know, it's funny because anytime one of his guy, one of the guys he drafts hits like, like Andrew Thomas, who the Giants just extended, who's a, who's yeah. a top left tackle yeah. who we love, um, Dexter Lawrence, who's phenomenal, um, in the middle of the defense, uh, the middle of the, the, the defensive line, um, really both phenomenal and people go crazy. Like, ah, oh, you guys are ripping on Gettleman. Look what he did. He got this guy. Like when you can count on your hand, the number of guys that he actually got, um, you know, I think that says a lot about the yeah, job. The team that has two or three Dexter Lawrence. That That's, uh... Um, yeah. Well, um, you know. Yeah, so I, I do think that could be a potential strength this year, Thomas. The one issue is Evan Neal, who I thought one of these guys who came in, Jonathan Cooper, if you remember from that guard from the Cardinals, was like, there's like yeah, everyone's sure. only at 100% chance of hitting, and he was out of the yep. pretty quickly. Neal was considered a lock, especially playing right tackle. Like, that's he, he, yep. he was expected to come in and dominate, and he was pretty poor, right? Uh, he, he had oh, he really was terrible. Rough... He yeah. was not pretty poor. He was he was dreadful last year. It was it was kind of say, look. I, I I think Giants fans would have been a lot more scared about what happened with Neil last year, except for the fact that Thomas was also terrible his rookie year. So yeah. I think the fact that Thomas was so bad and he ended up being by the second year was 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 already starting to get really good. And the third year, you know, off to the races, he was amazing. It's um, one of the only so positions that, where you can suck. I do think like it's turned where people are like, oh, it's just training camp, like. Usually, if you suck as a rookie in training camp, like I'll give you an example. So the Jets pick a center in the second round, right? From from uh, Ohio uh, State, Tip from Ohio, from from uh, um, Ohio State. Yeah, think um, I, Joe Tipman. Uh, yeah, Joe Tipman. No, Joe Tipman's from Wisconsin. Um, oh, Wisconsin, sorry. And it's, I was going to say the Big Ten. Um, yeah. And and you guys also pick a Big Ten center right afterwards, Michael Schmitz in the second round. Now I don't. You'll tell me how Michael Schmitz is doing, but. Tipman's the third string center in training camp. And the, like the coach who's pretty like not media friendly, Robert Sala is like calling him out and saying like, this guy sucks basically. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got to right. get better. Well, the yeah. The trouble with a guy like him, I know this is in a Jets podcast, but he was more of the, the athletic type who was going to essentially build himself into that role. While John Michael Schmitz, who the guy the Giants got is a guy who's very technically sound. He's not like super high upside. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Tipman, I think is probably higher upside, but, but Schmitz is a guy who's who's tactically extremely sound. He has a good body, and he's a guy who's gonna who should be able to step in right away. As of now, the Giants have not put him into that role immediately. Obviously, training camp just started, but the Giants are trying out a bunch of guys there. They tried out Ben Bredesen there the other day, um, and supposedly he did well. He's a guy who the Giants traded inexplicably traded a fourth round pick for a couple of years ago from Baltimore, um, and hasn't really played much due to injuries. Some some. Uh, you know, he he was so, he wasn't so good the, fir the first year, and then he got he was a little bit injured. he was better the last year, but a little bit injured. Uh, they've been using him at, at the guard one of the guard spots, but um, he uh, but so they used him initially, and then they used Schmitz the next day. And uh, I think that one of the things they're trying to do, you know, to make up for lack of depth and things like that, is to make sure they have guys who can multiple guys who can play multiple in multiple spots and uh, and who are prepared. And I think that's really just such a hallmark of this coaching staff um, is just to make sure everyone is prepared. You know. They can play, they, you know, if you need to go into to a different spot that you're not used to, you're able to do that. If you need, you know, what, whatever they whatever they need to do, they're, the, the coaching staff is making sure that the players are in a position to do that. And that was really the sort of that, that is what what propelled them last year. Just guys being in positions to succeed and being able to do that. Mm -hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, I'm going to name some guys, and you're going to answer my question. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Stone Shepard, Wandell Robinson. Who leads this team in receptions this year, at least from uh, all these receivers, taking out uh, Barkley and Waller? That's a really good question. Um, they seem to really like Campbell right now. I think, I, you know, if if health was guaranteed and some of these slot guys were healthy, like Wandale and Shepard, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty comfortable seeing a guy like like Shepard, but he's never healthy, but if he was healthy never. or Wandale, if he was healthy, but he's already on the QP, he's not going to be probably not going to be starting the season healthy. I like um, that you call it. Even what they have. Um, no, I, I said PUP. Uh, oh, I thought you said. <laughs> I P-U-P. P-U-P. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, that maybe we should start doing that though. There is um, a uh, Russian like chain here called uh, PUP that has, sells uh, wine in Israel. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, Paris Campbell. I'm, uh, you know, the Colts oh. don't have receivers. They let him go. I, I do think maybe he's yeah. going to be the number one. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they're talking high, really highly of him right now. I don't know what happened, exactly what happened with him in Indianapolis. Um, Giants grabbed a bunch of Colts this offseason. Um, I think they have some uh, some people on their staff from there that made that, you know, made make sense. But um, yeah, I, look, I don't know what to expect from Campbell. He's gotten pretty rave reviews so far. Um, they seem to like him. I think Hodgins is the guy coming off of last year who I think people are looking at to take a step up. You know, he was a guy from the Bills who the Giants picked up as a free agent in the middle of the season last year, and he just came in and was was really impressive. Um, but, you know, Slayton is still their number one guy. Slayton's really good. I, you know, he gets – he takes a lot of crap. Um, you know, he wasn't even – he was like in the doghouse when the, year, the season started last year, and I never really understood it. Um, he, you know, he has some issues with drops. But overall, when he plays, he's, he's good. Uh, you know, he – um, you know, he's a guy and he has great rapport with Daniel Jones. They've had it from day one. Um, so, uh, I, I would, I think that you kind of have to put your money on Slayton, although some people, uh, you know, having seen the end of last year, some people would probably say Hodgins. Um, but you know, they, they do have, they have a lot of options. They just signed Cole Beasley. Uh, they have Jameson Crowder somewhere like, on the roster. They have like 12 um, guys. They have a million. <laughs> Yeah, and they're they're all slot receivers. Yeah. You know, the Giants. Some some people on the Giants beat joke around about how they should call them the slot machine. Um, but yeah, this is essentially what they they just have. They have a ton of guys, a ton of options, and um, you know, they've had so many health issues over over the last few years. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, a relief to see that they're actually you know preparing for stuff like this. They actually have enough guys. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out. You know, we thought the Mets starting pitching staff had enough guys. Uh, they went like eight deep and then four of them got hurt and four of them suck. And, you know, so you never know what you're going to get, you know, but all you can do is is uh, is plan. And it doesn't seem like that's what they've done. And they, you know, they they have some options that hopefully hopefully will work out. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, this is the perfect type of team where if you're, let's say, five and three or something, you have a strong start. This is the type of team that should be trading for Mike Evans or or, or a similar type of player, maybe Marquise Brown, like a lever, lower level. But 
there, you know, I, I think you do have uh, enough pieces where you could spare maybe a second round pick or something and get like a you know, a real wide receiver one because I I think all these guys like are fine, but they're all like wide receiver fours. Like on a yeah, on a, you know, a better I, team, none of these guys start. Right, but what makes what makes Shane so interesting and and the way he's going about this is he really is methodical. He he does not strike me as the type of person who would make a rash decision like that. He knows. We I have agree. To do. No, I don't think this he will. Long, I'm just saying you're. This a good is a long term fix. Yeah, yeah. No, if, right. I mean, if that's definitely true. But also, that probably should have happened already. If, if uh, you know, if they were really thinking that way, and I just right. don't think they are. I think they they see what they have. I think you know it's interesting. Even with the the, the free agents they got, even with the the re-signs with the Daniel Jones contract, something like that. Like you see the way these things are structured that the giants are trying to, to build up to a specific period in time. Like they don't expect to be anything crazy right now. You know, they're going to do their best. Obviously I think I'm sure within the building, they have, they have some, there's some expectations there that they, they can be good. Um, but they're clearly not going out of their way to do anything to hurt their future, to, to stop them from being able to, to build with depth. Because, you know, again, you, you've seen over the years, this is the problem that they have. This is why, you know, trading away too many mid round picks, um, you know, never trading back in the draft to collect to collect extra picks, stuff like you know, th- these are the types of things that just your, your depth gets decimated, and the draft is the only place you can do that. You can't you can't do that through free agency through trades. So I think they realize that. I think they're trying to 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 build up more so that you know when it is time to strike, they'll be ready to do that. But I you know now is definitely I think that they understand that now really is not that time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the defense. We spent most of the time on on the offense. Um. All right. I guess we could start with with Thibodeau. We talked about, uh, you know, you, you, you draft Neil and Thibodeau and you figure if you hit on both, they're basically, you know, super loaded uh, on the offensive line. And and, as, you know, with pass rusher for a long time, that could be a franchise changing draft. Neil is a miss. Uh, Thibodeau's uh, season was a little bit more up and down. What do you what do you think about Thibodeau heading into year two? So I. I, I was super excited about Thibodeau last year. I could not believe they got him. I was over the moon about that. Um, I am. I have changed that. My my feelings on this have changed very little. I think Thibodeau is going to be an absolute superstar. Um, I think he flashed enough. You know, his first year. This is again. These are some of these positions are just hard to transition. You know, um, obviously, you know, you have guys, your your Nick Boses and guys like that who it's, it's no big deal. But um, you know. It takes a little time and he showed as the season went on, he, you know, he missed some time early on. He got hurt in training camp last year. Um, he missed a couple of games. He came back and he was, you know, it took some time, but towards the end of the year, he had some absolute game change, game changing plays. He, um, you know, he, I, I have a hundred percent confidence. He's going to come out even better this year. Um, I don't know if he's going to be at the level already this year, but I, I feel amazing about Thibodeau. I could not be happier that, that uh, he's a New York giant. Yeah. You know, on the to- other side of mm-hmm. oh. On the other side, if you have Aziz Ojolari, who people yeah, were really excited about the year before. Yeah, so he's also he's, – he's a talented guy. He just cannot stay on the field. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going to be with that. There are some – I was actually saw something yesterday where people – some people in the organization think that he actually is more skilled than Thibodeau. That sounds like just talk to me. Um, but, you know, he, he needs to – if he can actually play, if he can stay on the field, if he can get some consistency going, you know, we can see what we have in him. I You know, we we haven't been able to see that yet. He's Of course, he's flashed also at times. Um, he had like uh, – he had a number of sacks his first year. I want to say like six or seven, eight, something like that. Um, you know, some of that was like garbage time stuff. But he uh, but he definitely has has uh, talent also. You know, depth in that, in that area um, is a problem for this team. They don't really have any depth behind the two of them at, at pass rusher. I think they're, they're number three. Um, edge is, I think, Jihad Ward, who's not a, a really a pass rusher. He's more of a support guy. Um, 
but but they're definitely you know it's going to take time it's going to take time to build they went a long time without really having any guys there you know picking up guys on on short contracts um year after year um but you know they, they have what feels like a couple of cornerstones there and um you know i think that uh that in time that should that will definitely uh, that, that's, it's definitely the way, the way to build and we'll see what happens. You know, the, the middle of the line also helps a ton with that because, you know, with, uh, obviously Dexter Lawrence, who already talked about is like arguably the best pass rushing, uh, defensive tackle outside of Aaron Donald. Um, he was an absolute monster last year getting pressure. Um, you know, Leonard Williams, you'll see what you have, you know, the, the highest paid non-quarterback in football this year. Um, we'll see what we, uh, we'll, we'll see what he still has, what he still has in the tank. Um, but that's definitely the strength of their defense. They're starting defensive line um you know again depth is always going to be a question they have some depth as far as defensive tackles go they signed Ashawn robinson hopefully he'll bring bring something to the table um you know they have uh they, they have some other guys in there who uh who they can rely on um you know it's obviously not common in these days in the nfl to really be relying on the your uh you know to, to have that as your big strength you know people don't really put so much so many resources uh towards their interior defensive line um but, you know, once uh, Williams comes off the books next year, I think that that should uh, they should be able to spread some of that around. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, some interesting pieces here. I agree uh, that not a ton of depth defensively. You didn't really uh, your only draft pick was going to play this year is Deontay Banks. I don't know what you've seen from him so far, but it looks like he might. Start. Oh, he's been he's been no, he's uh, he's been dreadful so far. I mean, look, it's only a few days in the camp, but he's been really terrible so far in camp. Um no one's panicking. Def- cornerback is also an extremely hard position. Yeah, no, that's why people were. I think people line. were are yeah. freaking out too much about how good Sauce was because it is so hard for you know Revis. I remember him getting uh, burnt a couple times, including that famous Moss play as a rookie. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think uh, you know, like we talked about tackle, you can suck a little bit. Uh, at least you can't totally suck, but you could suck on individual play basis. You have to like show some ability. But um, Adore Jackson yeah, so- on the other side is a good player. Uh, and, yes. and you signed Okariki, who uh, we just I just spoke to the Colts uh, uh, fan earlier today also. And he was uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that guy sucks. Don't, don't talk about it. Yeah, Colts fan sucks. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So apparently his name is pronounced. Uh, this is a big thing with everyone's talking about. It. Everyone was calling him Okariki. And apparently he said it's pronounced Okarike. Yes. Yeah, um, I knew that. Well, he, so, the only way yeah. the, uh, the first time I ever heard about him is he, he was in the viral Pat McAfee video where McAfee does like the wrestling promo at the NFL draft uh, and making fun of the Titans. If you don't, I've mentioned it a bunch of times before on this podcast before, but it's very funny. Look it up. Uh, and he, he pronounced it, but yeah, you're right. It is, it is, I think, okay. It's one of these things where if you're not good, then sometimes the media, especially like in a two beat writer town, won't ask. And then yeah. like, I think you'll see the story a couple times a year in the NFL is like, uh, by the way, you guys have, I'm like sort of shy, but you guys have been saying my name wrong for seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, now he got paid. Now he gets to be called by whatever he wants to be called mm-hmm. by. So you have um, the second contract. Yes. You tell them your name. Yeah. So, so that was, uh, yeah, that was a big sign. And the Giants had a huge hole in the middle of their defense last year. Way too much take Crowder. Um, yeah, and the the linebacker, the, the, you know, the, the back half of the Giants' defense up until safety, you know, cornerbacks and safety, uh, cornerbacks and linebackers, um, has been an issue over the last few years. Um, Adoree Jackson is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is really, you know, even in the last couple of years taking a step and he's, he's a guy who you can rely on to be your number one. 
you know, from a skill skill standpoint. But again, he's also a guy who has a lot of trouble staying on the field. This is really just the story of the Giants. They put together a roster of guys who who um, who don't stay, who have had trouble staying healthy for the most part. And they have no depth behind him. Um, so we don't expect much from Deontay Banks. He was their first round pick. I, you know, this year is going to, you know, whatever you get from him is good. The Giants actually got a guy in the sixth round who there's a lot of talk about a cornerback from Old Dominion, uh, Trey Hawkins, the third, who um, is getting like rave reviews in camp so far. But, you know, it's camp. What, what do you, you know? And what receivers is he going up against? All the guys we just talked about. So, like, yep. um, you know, I don't, you know, uh, it's it's good to hear reviews like that. It's really good, especially these small school guys, because you know, they these are the types of guys who can slip under the radar. Um, so the fact that he was a sixth round pick, you know, maybe that doesn't mean so much. Maybe people are just a little uh, hesitant on a guy like that. Um, so hopefully that they have something. Uh, they have something in Trey Hawkins the third. Um, but yeah, they're really lacking depth there. They have uh, a few guys who they've drafted in the past. I mean, even last year, this is one of the reasons that it really didn't seem like they really had a chance to be good last year because they they had no depth there. Even their second cornerback going into the season was a rookie. It was a second year guy, Aaron Jones, who got hurt right away. They picked off picked up Fabian Moreau off off the scrap heap, and he ended up being really really good for them. But mm-hmm. like that's not something that you that you can count on. And um, you know, they haven't done a ton to really uh, fill in that depth. They've drafted a bunch of guys uh, and hopefully some of the guys they drafted in the past. Last year, a guy they drafted in the third round last last year, Cor- Cordell Flott. Hopefully, um, you know, they definitely have uh, have some expectations of him. Hopefully he'll be able to step into a role, uh, a more prominent role this year. Aaron, Aaron Robinson, who they drafted a few years ago in the third round, they traded up for in the third round. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if they have high expectations of him, but, you know, he's a guy with some talent. Uh, he's done nothing really at this point in his career. Hopefully, hopefully he can can play some meaningful snaps over there. Um, uh, they have Darnay Holmes in the slot. Oh, Holmes and Flot are actually um, uh, fighting for that the starting starting slot job, uh, um, slot corner job. So we'll see uh, who comes out of there. They have you know they have some guys, but really um, it's uh, it, it's hard to look at that position and really feel good about um, you know. Where, where they may end up. But again, we said the same thing last year. Yeah. Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, was phenomenal last year. You know, with uh, he, he did a lot with a little. And um, I guess there's a hope that hope maybe he can do that again. Um, but, you know, the Giants were still – they were still in position this year where they just did not have that much, uh, you know, space to space to maneuver. Um, they had more space in free agency than they did the year before. Um, but, you know, if they, they plugged some of their biggest holes, guys like, uh, you know, a guy like Okereke, who they really needed. Um but, uh, you know, overall, they still uh, they still have some depth issues and it's going to take some time. So, uh, you know, which is one of the reasons why why this is a team that just has, uh, you know, the, the range of outcomes are uh, are, are pretty are mm-hmm. pretty high uh, with them. So, you know, if, if guys stay healthy, you know, they have Xavier McKinney. Hopefully he can take another even if he can take another step. Not that he necessarily needs to. He's already a very solid player. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he can he can refrain from uh, taking risks, doing some risky activities on the bye on bye weeks. You know, keep himself on the field. Um, you know, on the other side of him, they had Julian Love last year, who left, who was a real leader on the defense, and he left for the Seahawks, and they replaced him with Bobby McCain from the. Uh... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.